When I look and gaze into Josh Jen, if you have an opportunity to move around and you gaze into leadership and you gaze into the, the saints, people are battling. People are doubting. There's a wonderful move of God going on. But when there are people that are struggling, they've got questions, they, they, they're wondering, is God still real? Does God still speak to me? Will God speak to me? Is the Lord going to see me through in this process? When's the promise going to happen? There's a lot of questions. And um, if you really dig into their life and you sit down and you ask questions, most of the time, most of the time, Neil, um, it will come down to this. There's either a lack of um, healthy, intimate, personal devotion, or they have personal devotion, but it's fleshed out in an unhealthy way. They're there. They read the Bible. They do worship. But what needs to happen while they're there, it's not happening. And I just feel the Lord wants me to speak into this and just encourage you, almost um, in a sense like Will said, um, provoke you to action. In Afrikaans, mooi woord, ek wil jou aanhits. In English, it sounds a little bit challenging. Yeah, I'm going to provoke you. But it's not what he means. It means, I want to provoke you. I want to fan that flame. That when you sit here, or when you leave, you, you, this must happen. You must feel, I want more healthy, intimate times with the Lord alone as well. And it cannot replace the corporate. You need both. It's like when you plug, uh, put a plug in, the, in, 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 in a socket. It needs the neutral, it needs the live wire, and it needs the, the, the earth. You need all of that. But today I feel just to speak into um, healthy, uh, intimate times of the Lord. It's critical. If I look back upon my life, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that one. I feel 10% better now. Huh? Yeah. Now, the, the, the realities, what, what does it help us to do church well on a community level? What does it help you do church well on the corporate level when we gather on a Sunday or on a Wednesday? But when we go home, we do not know how to find our master and our Savior and Lord. Isn't that the first love relationship? Isn't that where it starts? I mean, family is a byproduct of an intimate relationship between a man and a, and a woman. That's where it starts, me and the Lord. And then whatever happens there in the life that flows there between me and him. When we are together and I come and I hook up with you as my brother and my sister and the corporate comes together. I mean, that should actually be the byproduct of we being with the Lord. I can't see it otherwise. And I do understand that God can pull us in by sending us here, either lost or a believer or drifted, drifting or backslidden. He will do that. It's almost like exposing us to something that we do not know or might have missed. But that will not be the norm. The norm will be to get you here so that we can connect and stay connected individually. That, for me, is one of the cornerstones of Christian living, is to get saints to go to Him and find Him. I mean, that one song, uh, the more I seek you, the more I find you, the more I find you, the more I love you. And I have found the more I love him, the more I want to find him again. And the more I find him, the more I love him. It's like a, it just starts to flow like a, like a circle. And the more I love him, the more I obey him. Okay. So um, I want to give you just something. What does healthy, intimate times look like? And I mean, we, the reason why I feel I want to do it is because we sit with different perceptions here. 
and we come from different backgrounds and different DNAs, and we're on a process towards where God wants to take us. So it's good just to give you a little bit of a standard. It's not a legalistic standard. It's something that I hold lightly onto. But um, I want to read it to you just to do it justice. Um, what does healthy, intimate times with the Lord look like? And I mean, there's so much that I wanted to say. But I want to stay in that lifeline. Um, I want to stay in the current where the Holy Spirit says, okay, just speak this, just give that. Okay, I just want to honor him in that because ultimately the word is wonderful, but it's not the one that convicts and shifts and changes us. It's the spirit. And he knows the heart. So we need to stay in check with him, even in what we deliver. The greatest truth without him is you don't want that. You want it with him, with the one. Okay, so... It's to daily. Listen to this. This is a standard. If you say, but what does, what does it look like, Lee? What does it look like to have a healthy, intimate, devotional time with him? It's to daily, here's the words, connect and experience God. Just remember these words. It's to daily connect and experience God. And then the second part, and to daily interact with God and God with us. So when I go in, this is my perception when I close the door or sit on the couch or I sit under the tree and I wait upon him daily, preferably daily, my object, my, my obj- the, the object of where I'm moving or what I'm waiting for is to connect with him. I need to know he's here. I need to know I'm in him. And while I'm there, I'm experiencing his love, his presence. I begin to interact with him and he interacts with me. We're chatting with one another. We fellow, we're fellowshipping in intimacy. We, he's sharing with me his heart. The Spirit is telling me what I need to do, what I need to pray, how I need to flow, what I need to sing, what I need to intercede, what I need to prophesy, what I need to journal down. He just shows me the way. He's got absolute lordship of our time together. And I think sometimes that's something that I, we can speak on later. But for me, a standard is that I always go in to meet with him. I need to know he's there. And the wonder is, he is. And uh, even this morning when we started, the Lord was here. We don't even need to actually ask him to be here. He says, if you are here in my name, I am here. Meaning, if I've said, Neil, I want you to go this morning to Greenpoint. Yes, Lord. Okay? I want you to go to Greenpoint. Yes, Lord. If they come in the name of the Lord, meaning he has sent us here. He has planted us here. There he is. He's there. It settles it. This is why it's important to say, Lord, where do you want me? Because wherever you want me and in whatever you want me, there the Lord will abide. It's just a matter of picking up on what is it that he wants to do. Because he's here already. So you are here, Lord. You have sent us. We are here in your name. Where do you want to go this morning? Okay. And this happens individually as well. It happens when you sit there alone and you come in and you say, Lord, I'm here, and you wait. I want to connect. I'm waiting. And I start fellowshipping and speaking. Or either he has already spoken and I'm going towards him already. Or I arrive and I sit there and he starts to speak. That is what the Lord wants for you. Okay? Again, hear what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying this isn't precious. I mean, the gathering of God's people, do not neglect the gathering. What I'm saying is this, don't build your relationship with God 
only on this stone, only on this vehicle, or on this act of faith of coming together. There's an intimate one, a personal one, where he wants you alone daily. I mean, I'm married, and I promise you, I don't want to be with my wife and my kids and other people the whole time. I don't want to. There are times when I only, only want my wife. There are times where I only want to speak to Anel. I want to fellowship with Anel. I want to be intimate with Anel on the various levels that we're mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I want to be with my wife, the one whom God has given me. And hopefully she wants to be with me. Okay? But then there's a time where family is welcome. The kids are welcome. Others are welcome from the faith community. But I cannot build my marriage based on the community around me. Yet, I cannot build my marriage without that as well. It's almost keeping that tension the whole time. This is why we can't be lone rangers, especially the prophetic people. Who's the prophetic gifts? The prophetic people. Let me just see quickly. Are you here? Put up your hands. If you know it's YouTube. Just be cautious because you'll have a natural tendency to be okay alone. But the wonder is your biggest breakthroughs will be in the midst of others. Why? Because it's just how the Lord works. So you'll be okay alone. But in communing and connecting with others, the Lord will bring you into greater things. Okay? Just want to give you that little bit of extra. So that's what it looks like. And as I was driving yesterday, actually, I had a whole list. I mean, there's so many reasons, good enough reasons, the best way to call it, um, why intimate times with the Lord daily is important. There's about 25, and I'm only going to mention five or six. But as I was driving, I realized, I spoke to Neil, actually, in the week, and I said, Neil, just give me your take quickly. What are, you, what, are you, what are you carrying, picking up for your community? Because it varies. I mean, families are different, so are communities, um, spiritual communities. You guys are different from the guys in AIM. I'm not going to say how, but you are, okay? Don't think about it too much. You're great. And, uh, <laughs> and um, as I, was, I spoke to him and he, and he mentioned a few things and I, and I started opening my heart to say, okay, Lord, just how do, I, how do I bring this in? Because I really know you want to reach their hearts. I mean, if the Lord has your heart, he has everything. And um, I, felt a little, I felt just to ask him, but Lord, what, what is that you also want? And he, he said, yeah, I only want you to mention one thing from my side. And um, I felt the Lord say to me, um, tell them I want to know them. Tell them I want to know them, and I want them to know me. So if you say, but why is intimate spiritual times for the Lord so important on the individual level? It's because the Lord says that he wants to say to you that he wants you to get to know him. When we are here, we get to know measures of the Lord, and we see measures of the Lord. But when you are alone with him, there in the secret place, daily, listening to him, speaking to him, he's speaking to you. You get to know his voice. You get to know the presence. You know when he's there. You know when it's empty. You feel when he speaks. This is him. Sometimes he doesn't need to say anything. You just get to know him. Him. That's the place to get to know him. And I'm reminded of the scripture in John 5, 39, 40, where Jesus actually speaks and he says this. And you must tell me how quick I must be. John, um, we have an agreement between me and Louis. John 5, 39 and 40. For you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. 
And it is they that bear witness of me. How beautiful is that? It bears witness. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. And he says, Jesus teaches into their hearts and he says, you search the scriptures, it's, he doesn't condemn it. He says, it reveals me. It's going to tell you things. It's going to show you things concerning me. But if you want life, if you want to taste life, you need to come to me. Come to me personally. Come, connect with me. Let me speak into you. Let me share how I feel about you. Let me tell you who you are. Let, let me show you what you need to do, where you need to go, why you shouldn't go and why you should stay, why you should stick it through. Let me tell you. And the moment he speaks, life will come. Life will come. And it's there. And I think, you know, we, 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 we again, we do certain things great and we do it well and there's tremendous fruit. But I feel the Lord is saying, but okay, I'm so happy with that. But I want you. I want you. Okay, and I just feel from God's perspective, and he, uh, I think everything is actually his perspective, which I will share, but I feel he just said, Lee, this one, if you give me one, the one is this, I want them to get to know me. Okay, I want them to get to know me. And sometimes you don't need to be super spiritual. You can just be p- practical. Just think about the people around you. How do you really get to know someone? How do you get to know someone individually? Spend time with him. Spend time with him. You get that quality time. That family with that family, quality focus time. That individual with that individual. That discipleship. Date. Okay. And it's not super spiritual. It's just there. Okay. And then from a leadership perspective, um, can I just say this? I just feel the Lord reminds me. God wants us to get to know him. But remember, it's... We'll, not, we'll never get to know God if we just go in and it's the same modus operandi every day. Okay, Lord, I'm here going through what I believe is the right things to do. It's vital that we get to know him when we really connect with him. He connects with us. We share from the working of the Lord in us. He shares from his heart. There's a, there's a mutual flow of what we sense and feel towards one another. It's there. That's why I say I needed to give you a standard. Otherwise, a ship with no destination, any wind is right wind. You're just going to take everything that pops up in the, in the moment there. You walk out and you think, wow, this was great. And most of the time the Lord is standing there and saying, but we, we didn't even connect. That was just your gift that you felt. That was just the, the capacity I, I placed within you. You actually totally missed me this morning. That's why sometimes we can be picked up and, and caught up so much in the gift. And in the, 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 the God's release grace that's already upon us, that we actually miss the current of the Spirit. You can miss it. You can miss it. And you miss it by, if you say, but how do I identify it? Life. Life. If he's there, you're filled with life. Things that are heavy become light. Things that you doubt of, you, you, faith is stirred in you. When you sit here, you'll feel great, but if it was only the gift and you go sit, it's momentarily, it's gone. You still think about the other things. If it's the Spirit and He's upon you and He's been here this morning, you go sit, you are ruined. You are shifted. Why? Because it's the Spirit of God. It's not just a gift. It's not just a gift. 
This is why we, we, we're not searching for the gift and the movement of the gift. We're searching for the, the weight of the one who changes us. And we've got to be so sensitive and say, okay, Lord, I can miss, I can miss, but please, is this you? Is this you? Because that's what changes us. Okay. I'm forever changed. Well, I'm not actually forever changed. That's not right. I realize if I don't stay close to him, I want to change back to the old man. Who has experienced that? No, it's just a matter of time. You know, you nail him to the cross, but if you just step away from the Lord too long, it's almost like the old nature comes out in the old ways, you know. Unless he lives within you, you would want to live by yourself. So just from the leaders, from a leadership point of view, um, why is it important? Why is um, healthy, intimate times with the Lord important? Well, I cannot think of a better way to point children of God and disciples towards Christ than pointing them towards a healthy, personal, devotional time. Okay, so we can give them all the wisdom and all the guidance we have, but there's no better way than taking a child of God or a disciple of God and saying, but okay, I want to encourage you. I'm, I'm constantly discipling and provoking you to say, but have you been with the Lord? Have you spent time with God? Have you spoken to Jesus? Have you set time out to be with him? I promise you, we, we, we planted in 2010. In those 10 years of planting and leading and almost losing the church, building her up again and giving her over, what, the moment we get people to connect with God, it's almost like 80% of the issues stop happening. It's true. Leaders. If our leaders were connected to God, Less challenges. If the saints were connected to God, less challenges. So for the leaders, if you want to make your, your leadership role lighter and easier, point them towards Jesus, not only towards salvation, point them towards healthy times with God. But make sure that you break it open over them. You cannot ask it of them if you don't live it yourself. It's almost like you have no weight. Can God's mercifully will move beyond your, your, your shortcomings, but there will come a time where he will call you out as his child because he loves you and say, but okay, you've been asking everybody to do it, but you're not doing it. Okay, so for me as an encouragement for leadership, please, leaders, just start building this. I, actually, when I prepped, I was thinking, okay, who in the communities and the leaders that I am connected to, who can I actually now, again, just encourage them to daily Set our time with the Lord. Okay. Um, I feel it's something that we've actually, we, we just need to guard. We just need to guard. Otherwise, we can miss it. For the pure fact, it's going so well in the spirit amongst us. You know, we really have a strong weight of the Lord's favor upon us. And a strong weight of the Lord's glory that's it's ever increasing actually. It's not going to decrease. It's going to, if we keep true north, it's going to increase. But, but, there's something else that the Lord is saying, saying, digging wells. Dig wells. Dig wells. Redig wells. What wells, Lord? Your time with me. Come drink from those wells, that time with me. Overflow because you've been with me. And just think, I always... Try and picture this. 
how many are we? 120, 110, 120. Just think, if 30 arrive and they've been with the Lord, what impact will it have on the other 120? Or if 100 have been with the Lord and they arrive full, overflowing because of Him, they've been alone with Him, and the 100 walks in, they say, but let's just go. I mean, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a fire just... It just goes like the flame is there. Okay. And this is why. Let's point them. Leaders, let's point them towards Jesus. And it's not just salvation. It's time. Time. And if they battle, disciple them. Walk with them. Show them the way. Break it open. Show them the way. Okay. Um, From a sane perspective, yes, man. The fact that Jesus... Says it is good enough reason, but that doesn't make a difference sometimes for us because we're so caught up with our own life. It's true. It happens with me. I know what Jesus wants. I don't always do what Jesus wants because sometimes I want to do what I want to do or I want to do what I feel needs to be done. That's just part of being human. So I'm not going to... I'm that while we're sitting here, all of us are, we, we know we're almost just knocking at the gates of heaven um, for the good enough reasons. I really f- want to have the perception that as I speak to you, that you actually need, really need more time with the Lord. That's my, I'm, I'm keeping that in my focus because it's very easy to, because of love and care and compassion to give you the benefit. Think, but you are God's children. Surely you must be spending time with the Lord. But God's feeling something else. He's saying, but I want you to go speak to this community. I want you to stir them towards individual time with me. I want that. I, I've got something for them. Something for them. And I'm telling you, people sometimes don't need more praise. There are people that don't need more laying on of hands and more prophetic words. They simply need to be with the Lord alone. Now, again, keep the tension. It can't just be with the Lord alone. We need the other component of the body and the gifts coming in and the ministry gifts and the the fivefold ministry gifts and ministering in. But that cannot be the only answer. Otherwise, we're not going to grow. We're not going to develop. All right. So um, I've, I've actually bounced this off my wife. So if it doesn't go well, and now it's part and partial. I, <laughs> I had about 20, and I said to you, give me four. So I'll give you what I have, and you tell me what you pick up in your spirit. Now, you must understand that's for me. It's not easy. I'm not used to doing that. I've now learned the Josh Jane way. Okay, it's the Jesus way and the Justin way. I've learned to take my word and say, okay, my wife, tell me what you think. <laughs> tell me what you think. And um, Anel said to me, okay, mention that. Ah, I think you got a little, you know, it's not that easy, just want to say. And um, so I'll just, I want to just touch briefly on this one from a sane perspective. Um, it's fundamental to a healthy Christian life. And, and I can read to you so many scriptures, you don't need to worry about this one. Um, Jesus, many biblical examples were all people who spent healthy, intimate times with God. If you just study the Bible, if you say, but it's important for me, just go study the Bible and you'll see Daniel, David, Jesus. Everybody either proclaimed it or they walked it or they proclaimed it and they taught it and they walked it. I can give you all the scriptures. I don't have the time for it. But it's a biblical pattern which God revealed that where he says, through the scripture, I will confirm to you that this is something that is needed. It's pivotal to a healthy Christian life. 
Yet, people want healthy Christian living without time with Him. Just go study Daniel's life. And he prayed three times a day, as he's always done, the Bible says. Jesus regularly went aside. Jesus continually prayed. Actually, he came to John, Peter, and James. He said, come on, guys. I want to provoke you to action. Can't you pray? Pray. Just pray for a while. What is it? It's not just prayer. It's one of the vehicles to connect with the Father. It's just a vehicle to connect with the Father. So the Father can come through, encourage them, strengthen them, help Jesus where he's at. So that grace can flow and he can do what he needs to do. Because what he needs to do, he can't. He's struggling. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'll just bring it back down a notch. So I can go through this. And if you study Revelations 22, remember, I'm giving you information to tell you this is important. In Revelations, it says the following. Revelations 22, 17. The Spirit. It's an open invitation. It's now not only example, somebody that's teaching it or walking it out. The Spirit actually throws out an invitation in Revelations. And it says this. And the Spirit and the brides has come. And let the one who hears come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price come. Come. Come na my to. Mooi Afrikaanse lied. Ik ga nie my sing. Come na my to. Amal wat moe genoe laas. Come to me. If you are tired. If, if you feel you struggle. Why? Because I will give you rest. Okay. So. Doesn't mean I need to do it on my own. Go for it. But just remember this, you were never designed to do it on your own, just on your own, okay? Tension again. So that for me is, is, as a saint, one of the good reasons why we need to spend time with God. Personally, three big pillars in my life in being a child of God, being in the ministry, being in marriage. One, accountability. Accountability. I've always had accountability in my life. Two, time with God. Three, time with God with others. Okay. Accountability, somebody could always speak into my life. Always. I've always had, God always puts people in my life that said that, that there was a grace upon them to speak something into me, and I gave them the right to do it at any time concerning anything. That's the one. Secondly, time with God alone. Thirdly, time with God with others. Those three I'm telling you, if not for that, I would have been lost. Okay. Um, third, lastly, and I feel this is for somebody that it's going to help you um, because I feel there might be people that's struggling on various levels. And um, yes, it's important that, that the community and our leaders pray for us, lay their hands upon us, anoint us, encourage us, exhort us. But there's something also about getting something from the Lord personally. And there's something about that. And I remember there were times where God did not allow people to come close to me because he was busy with me. And he wanted me to receive something from him so that he can grow me concerning something in my life. I can't mention that detail. But it's just an overarching principle that sometimes he will just... Keep a little bit of distance between... I experience it now some in my journey in 412 Josh Jen. It's almost like sometimes I, I want to reach out to Andrew and say, but give me a little bit more clarity. Speak to me and the Lord almost just keeps us apart. And I think, but I need clarity. Come speak to me. And it's almost like the Lord saying, but it's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. I want you to walk this out now. You're safe. I want you to walk it out. I've placed you next to Kevin, but I want you to walk it out. Find out from me. What did I say? So um, we will be filled. So when we truly connect and we truly interact, you will be filled and remain filled with God's sufficient spirit, grace. Okay? God, which is grace, God's released ability, Christ within you eternally. It's a capacity. It's, it's something that he gives you that fills you up. It fills your voids. It gives you strength when you're weak. It reveals to you what Father wants from you, and it even gives you the capacity and the ability to do what he asks of you. It's him. It's always been him. He's the one. He's the beginning. He's the one that works in us to will and to do. But that diminishes the less we connect with him. The more you are there in this interaction, suddenly the spirit grace fills you up. And those things you struggle with, it becomes vague. Those things that you wonder about, it loses their power. Those internal character flaws that needs to shift, it happens quicker. Okay? Those characteristics you struggle with can't persevere, can't be stable. You know what? Those things lose their strength. When? Because of God's released ability of Christ, which is in you, eternally, that gets stirred up. You get filled up. And it's not necessarily this lightning bulb always that hits you. It's just you've been with him, Neil. So sometimes, yeah, even this morning when I worshipped, there was a moment where I started really, I mean, I didn't act 52, and I felt and I wondered, was this the spirit or was this just my chest now burning, you know? And I just went for it. But there was a moment where I felt the Lord said to me, okay, wait, wait, I'm here, I'm in this. But you, I want you just to raise your hands. Just raise your hands. And I felt, but Lord, we are going for it now. And I felt the Lord said, no, we, you are, but you. You just calm down quickly. Just put up your hands. And I did it, and I obeyed him. And I just felt, what happened? I connected with him. He connected with me. And we dined. And we just dined. So what happened while we were dining? He was filling me up. It doesn't always need to be the lightning bulb. It's just, but when I came out, I felt faith. I felt right. I can, now, I can move on this word which he has given me. And years ago, I think Andrew also had an example, but I remember I was a young Christian, stood in a, in a meeting, and I felt the Lord, everybody was, their hands were up, so please don't use this as an excuse, if you are shy, to demonstrate for the Lord. You've got to make certain it's the Lord, because he sees right through you, okay? So I was, I was standing in a, in, a, in a meeting, and everybody was hands up, and, and I felt the Lord say, you've got to put your hands down. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to see. Everyone's going to see it. And I lifted, and, and I lifted my hands, and, and the Lord's presence wasn't there. I felt the Lord say, put your hands down. And I put my hands down, and the Lord was with me. And I think I did it once more. And I just felt there, in the midst of all of this, let's run together in unity. For there the Lord commands his blessing. But it's important to, while we are here, to also be attentive to the voice of your master, to the one who knows the way into the presence. It's not just the elders who know it. He knows it. He shares it with the elders. He delegates it towards them. But he also comes and he speaks to you. 
And if you feel you've got a working and you guys will know it, come work it out here through those given offices or functions. But ultimately, you actually need to have a ball of, hey, what is the Lord saying to me? And if it's truly him, I just want to give you this. If it's truly him, it will not disturb the unity of the brethren. Okay, so you can always measure it. Don't be many bangviesne. If it's the Lord and you start moving by faith, it will never contradict the unity of the flow of God. So what do you have to lose? You can just get a no, or you can find out, okay, I've, I've actually missed now. And then at least you did. Okay, at least you did. And I want to just, I want to, the second one I, I feel this is important, because I find a lot of people um, are battling, they are battling with doubt and, and anxiousness right through the church. Even leaders that need to make decisions. And, and it comes down to this one thing, apart from connecting with the Lord. I think people have a lack of faith. And not a lack of faith. You've got to believe now. It's not it's not. A lack of faith. He just spoke to me. I just heard the voice of God. God just told me what to do. Or actually, I had a dream. And through the dream, he spoke to me. And he said, I want you to do this. And uh, that for me is, is critical because the more I connect with him, the more I fellowship with him and he with me, the more I hear his heart. The more I hear his heart, the more faith I have. Why? Because whatever he says becomes my faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Either the spirit allows you to read it in the word or the spirit speaks to you directly. And he says, this is what I'm going to do with you. And then you confirm, but this is what I'm going to do with you. Really, Lord? Yes. That has now become your faith. And the righteous will live by that. They will live by what they hear the Lord is saying. That's how Andrew planted the church. It's nothing different from you being in a situation and saying, but God, what are you saying? I need faith. I need you to speak. Whether it's a dream or a prophetic gift comes towards you and they share God's heart, the moment it came from God, faith came into you. And you live by that. You stand by that. You fall by that. You die by that. But where do you get it? Get it from Him, the author of your faith. The one who decides this is what He's going to say and speak into you. And if you live by that, Doubt will go. Anxiety will stay away from you because it's the opposite of what he has said. And um, I think, let me land there. I spoke to, I want to give you this example of depression, for example. It just pops up now. Uh, about a few years ago, one of my friends phoned me and um, the, will you come forward, please? Um, um, I spoke to, a friend of mine phoned me he said to me, Lee, your, my, my sister is going to be booked in to um, hospital, and she fell into depression. Like, she was like this vibrant young lady, and um, suddenly she just, it's, everything just went down. And, and she said, but before she, she's going in, but she wants to speak to me. She feels my name pops up um, the whole time in her head. And I said, okay, I'll phone her. I'll give her a phone call. So I phoned her, and I, I've known her for years, 
Um, not that well, but I, I know more or less her personality, how, you know, uh, how, she's, how she is. She's friendly. She's, she's gemakkelijk. And as I spoke to her, she spoke like this. Hello, Lee. How are you? So she was already not only oppressed, she was depressed. Not only under pressure, she was in the hole. And I said to her yesterday, let's call her, is there Michelle here? Oh, okay, I'm Michelle. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> okay, we'll fight Michelle, I can afford. And, uh, and I said, yes, Michelle, what happened? And she said, no, she just, uh, she just feels, and she wasn't on meds yet. And she said, um, yeah, you know, when I, had, well, I was in this relationship, and um, the guy said he didn't want to be in the relationship anymore, and, you know, and I, I don't feel I'm going to find somebody like that again. And the moment I heard it, I felt the Lord say to me, it's a lie. She believed the lie. The moment she believed the lie, it entered into her heart. She became oppressed. Okay, not going to find anybody. And she continued to to fester, and it made her depressed. She fell into the hole. And I was listening to her, and I thought to myself, but surely, surely the Lord can send her someone. That suits her, and she suits him. They fit. Do you think the Lord can't make a plan? Is this the only guy on this earth that can make her little heart happy? And I said to you, you know what, Michelle? If you allow me, I want to speak truth into you. I want to first of all say, it's a lie. There's somebody else. And I said to you, at the right time, for the right reasons, God will add someone into your life. God will. What, were, what was I doing? I was giving a truth. I was stirring the faith of God in her heart. I said to her, what are you thinking now? In fact, you're going to look back years from now and you're going to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I didn't marry that guy. How many of us can say that? Not because they're not the best choice. It's because they're not God's choice. And you can look back and say... I would have missed it. God actually said, and the more I spoke in, the more her countenance rose. Why? Because she was now, by the grace of God, through someone entering into the place where God is to be found. And where God is to be found, heaviness, depression, anxiety begins to lift. Sometimes it just leaves, but not always. God is sovereign. We are not in control. We don't understand everything. Sometimes he permits something for a greater cause. He says it in the Bible. But he started to lift. And when I, before I put down the phone, she said, Thanks, Lee. Thank you for calling me. I'm so glad And a whole countenance flipped open. Why? Because faith has entered in. Because he spoke into her heart. This time through someone, but he spoke into her heart. And that comes from hearing what he has to say. Well, hearing what he has to say. Hearing what he feels about matters. And that flows out of an intimate, healthy, intimate relationship with the Lord. So the encouragement of God is do healthy church well. Do community well. I need to grow in that. My wife will, it's one of my growth areas is to shift in my DNA to do community much better. I'm an introvert by nature, prophetically inclined. So I love the secret place. 
This is the best place to be. Me and the Lord, and we're just writing stuff and thinking things. Okay? It's almost like I have a problem. But I've learned through life that I need to open up. um, And I need to give more of myself. But all of us have those areas that we need to shift in. Okay? And for me, it's important just to free. I just feel I need to put this upon you with the Lord. says, please, do this well. I want you to be example to the nations. Because you are. You're already going as well now. You know, you're just going. And Justin is going. And 412 is expanding. 400 churches. But hey, hey, don't neglect your time with me. You will not be happy if he goes so much to the nations and he comes back and you're no longer connected. There's no longer that love relationship where you and he are one and the two of you. I think he's almost says, That's the truth. Come on, this is our testimony. Our testimony starts with our marriages. It starts with our families. I mean, my boys, my one boy tells me, I don't want to come to church. He's eight years old. He's just got his father's temperament. If everybody goes left, he goes right. If everybody goes up, he goes down. If I say we're going to church, mm, it's boring. worship. worship But <laughs> once we're there, no, he's, he's not possessed. He's just... Uh, <laughs> now I've checked it. No, no, he's right. He's a servant trade. It's just, and uh, so what I do is this. I just build into him faith. I just build into him the way. And I leave, I present him the gospel. I don't try and convict him of the gospel. That's the Holy Spirit's work. I can't do that. I don't have any assurance that my children will follow God one day. But I do have this assurance. I can run to God the whole time and say, please, God, what you've done for me, will you do it for my kids? And then you're sovereign. I'm not in control. I'm not in control. I'm not in control. Um, what he's done for me is a miracle. Okay. To want to be with him is a miracle. It's an act of God. And this is why I want to pray for you. Can we maybe stand? So maybe you sit and you say, yes, I hear what you're saying, but I've, I've, not, I've never even given my heart to God yet. I've, I've been grappling with this for the last few months, maybe years. And maybe you hear you, and you say, but you know what? Never mind my time, my heart does not belong to God. I would love to pray or somebody get somebody to pray with you. You say, I want to give my heart to God. I feel the knocking. I feel He's actually saying, Come to me. If you are that person, if you if there is somebody here, can I just take this moment with you that we will welcome you into everlasting life and into God's kingdom? You can just put up your hand and just Give me if there's somebody. Don't want to skip this. Okay. Then maybe you sit here and you feel, yes, today, this spoke to me. I I feel the conviction of God. I've never actually, never, ever seen and set out daily intimate times with Him. But I want to do it from today onwards. I want to. I know it's not me, and I want to tell you, it's not you. It's never going to be you. The moment it's you, you've got to stop. Because then it's become flesh. It's always got to be Him. It's got to be the ruler and the Lord of our times. Okay? I want you to come forward. I want to pray for you. 
I wasn't going to trust God to put something on you, a hunger and a thirst to be with Him daily. Okay. I'm going to do one more invitation. If you stand and you say, I've never had it, I want it. Will you come forward? And then if you stand here, thanks. I saw the Lord was working with you. I saw the Lord was working with you. If you are here and you say, I've had it, but I've drifted. You know, I'm, I'm actually, I've been hearing the last few days or weeks that I'm with you, but you're not with me. It's not you and the Lord. I want you to come. Because this thing needs to be restored. This needs to be restored. No marriage restores unless somebody steps out and says, Listen, I want to be closer to you. I'll do anything what it takes. I'll sacrifice what it takes to get into your heart again. Okay? Yes. And then I just want to say for the group that's still here, so you can just come forward more, come out of the aisle, just step, come back another. Um, two things. Uh, one for the, for the group that's behind you. There is a difference between intimacy and fellowship. Don't make the mistake. Driving in your car and doing the dishes and buying the groceries and walking on the beach and just fellowshipping with the Lord is one thing. Me and Anel, we do that. We fellowship. Let's chat with God. We've got fellowship. It's different than healthy intimacy with the Lord. That's where you go into your secret place daily. You find that space where it's you in Him and He in you. It's different and we need to grow this. I think we've become great fellowshippers. But we need to grow in intimacy with the Lord and it's not difficult. It's not difficult. It doesn't depend on us. It depends on Him. And the Scripture says this, it is God who wills within you to will and to do. He will make you hungry. He will make you thirst. Many times I don't love God. You say, what are you saying? Really, there are times when my love dwindles. My desire for Him dwindles. I've learned now. I only need to ask Him to make me hungry and thirsty again. Two, three days later, I wake up and I have this, I want to spend time with Him. Why? Because He willed in me. I just respond now. So it's not a work of the arm of the flesh. Not by might, not by power, but by the will of God in me. Okay. So Lord, I want to pray with these wonderful, wonderful children of God. I want to pray that you will put in them a hunger, a thirst for you alone daily. Me in you and you and me. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're wise. You're sovereign. You've given them their names. You've given them their characteristics, their personalities. You're the one. And I pray for everyone, Lord, that you will now just do something special, Holy Spirit. Um, I don't want to over-spiritualize this. I'm asking you to come put a hunger and a thirst in these men and women. I want to ask you to stir up the desire to be with God. To be with God, not only Sundays when we gather together, when it's so great and vibrant, but when I'm alone at home, that I get this craving, this inner craving that I have to shut the doors, I have to put off the lights, and I want to speak to the one I love, and then allow Him to speak to me and dine with me. 
Oh, teach them the way, Lord. Teach them. Teach us the way. That's what I pray now for them in Jesus. Name. May the testimonies and signs and wonders follow, God, if we've really dug into your way this morning. In Jesus' name.